It's been almost a week now since one of the world's largest container ships became stuck in the Suez Canal. The Ever Given is over 1,300 feet long and is carrying 20,000 containers and became breached last Tuesday. Salvage efforts to free the ship have been successful. The massive ship had been blocking one of the key trade corridors. Glenda Leal and Vossler caught up to Greg Northey, the vice president of corporate affairs for Pulse Canada on Friday, to talk about the situation and the overall problem they've had in trying to source containers. We've already had uh, unprecedented disruption to the containerized supply chain in the past six months to a year. And so anytime you have a major a route for, for container ships uh, that are gonna, that's going to disrupt the schedules, the timing of vessels all over the world, you know, it's just a, it, an extra concern for the sector when we've already facing sort of unprecedented problems. Do we see any Saskatchewan, any Canadian product moving through that canal? Yeah, so definitely anything that would be going, uh, and obviously various roots product can move, but lentils, uh, peas, chickpeas uh, would be going through there, depending on the destination, uh, whether they're moving to Asia or or other destinations. And obviously we do ship a lot of product there. So for sure, it's a, it's a major route. And, you know, ultimately, even if it, there product isn't directly going through the canal, the delays to the entire, you know, containerized uh, schedule, the ships who would be going through different routes, some of them may be calling at a, at a port uh, and then coming to Canada or, uh, you know, so it has this sort of um, uh, a, a domino effect, right, on everything. So it, it, it's absolutely, it's going to have an impact on the, on things moving from Saskatchewan in, in containers. Concern over container shortages, no doubt? Yes, definitely. We've already been facing this. This has been, as I said, unprecedented. We've been having problems uh, sourcing containers, uh, you know, largely since COVID started. But for this new crop year, it's been particularly acute. Um, you know, we've got a port of Montreal uh, a labor dispute happening that's also creating massive disruption for, for containerized movement uh, from Western Canada and Eastern Canada. So the container shortage, um, is everything just is, is piling on and, and sort of exacerbating all the problems we've been seeing. So what is that meaning? What kind of repercussions are we going to see? Well, anytime you can't, you know, if, you, if you're a shipper uh, who has scheduled a, a container vessel uh, and all of a sudden you can't get on that vessel, um, because you can't get containers, it means that a a farmer may not be be able to deliver their uh, crop at the time they want. So there's a delay there, obviously for them and potential for cash cash flow issues. And then if you're also you know at port and you're trying to get on a vessel, uh, you may be uh, delaying. Obviously, you're delaying your delivery of your product to a customer around the world. There may be contractual issues with that. Uh, you could be out of contract, extra charges, extra extra fees. So what it's really doing is it's driving uh, increased costs through, through the value chain. And and um, it has a big impact on, on everybody. So given the situation, what are you folks doing? What What is your plan B, I guess? With this container shortage, it, it really comes down to uh, a lot of delays, trying to, you know, delaying your export program. Uh, for the Montreal issue, particularly something we've really focused on is trying to make, trying to get government involvement in, in ensuring 
that that labor disruption or the threat of a labor disruption ends as quickly as possible because that's having a huge, huge impact. So these, these things we can try and do to try and, you know, uh, at least alleviate some of the disruptions, but, you know, it's a real challenge. Uh, shippers are really, really scrambling right now and they've been scrambling for months to try and do it. And there's often no easy fix, uh, other than a lot of delays and a lot of, uh, logistical, uh, band-aids essentially. So what kind of costs are you facing, uh, especially given the the situation, as you mentioned, at the Port of Montreal? Well, Port of Montreal is an interesting one because, you know, just the threat of a disruption is causing problems with that supply chain. So, you know, as of in March 11th, in preparation for a potential strike there, uh, the, the railways weren't even uh, shipping containers to Montreal. So all, all of a sudden you are blocked out of a major port which takes about 1.8 million tons of grain a year, um, a lot of it from Western Canada. Um, and so if, for instance, if you are trying to avoid a disruption there or even in Vancouver, if there's no containers there, you know, you're looking at costs of 400 to $800 per container uh, just to try and reroute through Halifax or St. John or uh, some other routes, right? And so you can imagine, uh, especially for grain products in the container, um, you're eating away at that margin. And, you know, on top of that, if you're stuck in Vancouver with your product in a container, you're paying demerge costs, you know, daily, or detention costs to the shipping lines daily uh, on the on, on those containers, which can be, you know, hundreds of dollars a day as well. So, you know, it all adds up uh, for everyone. And, of course, the the situation that I'm hearing with respect to the, the Suez Canal, and as we well know, even with railway strikes and, and backlogs that we see, it takes months to clear these things up. For sure. Oh, yeah. You know, the, when there was, you know, the we obviously had that CN strike in 2019 uh, that took, you know, for every few days of a, of, of a you know, a strike or a line outage, you know, you, you it could take two or three weeks just to just to recover because everything backs up quickly. Um, the, there was a strike in Montreal in August for 10 days. And, you know, it, it, the recovery from that took months. And now we're back in the exact same situation, maybe when things were just starting to smooth out. So all these things have a have a real uh, cascading effect and it takes takes weeks and weeks and to uh, to uh, recover from from disruptions and it just sort of shows the 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 weakness really in a lot of our logistics systems uh, here in Canada and things we need to address that's Greg Northey, vice president of corporate affairs with Pulse Canada for Golden West I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler that's it for the Prairie Ag Wire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Candace Dirksen, and thanks for listening. Have a good afternoon. Prairie Ag Wire will return on Tuesday on the Golden West Farm Network.